now, now, wait a minute. This, 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 this episode of the the, the Gavin Ruby Go to a Movie podcast is it's a little late. Uh, I'm James Stewart. Uh, yeah, we're we're late, guys. Sorry. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Gavin and Ruby Go to a Movie podcast. Um, yeah, sorry about the lateness and the delay. I know you avid thousands of listeners have been patiently awaiting this episode oh i'm we, sure right, just stalking the instagram account waiting for a oh, post dude that's what i've been that's what i've been on but so we've had some scheduling conflicts and stuff so sorry we're high schoolers and we got busy old lives you know so true i'm so. also sick i'm sick yikes oh who's that voice in the Whoa, background is that here. another voice is that another voice besides Gavin and Ruby? Is that, uh, wait, do my, does my ear, do my ears deceive me? Is that Ella Schrecker? It, it is. Really? That's awesome. Oh my God. This is the best day of my life. Ella, yes. why don't you introduce yeah. yourself to the podcast? Well, I'm Ella Schrecker, also known as The Bay. True, uh, true. Yeah. I go to school with Gavin and Ruby. I've known Ruby since I was like eight. Yes. Probably. We did some little dancing together. Ruby was quite the dancer. Aw. Quite the dancer. Yeah. She's lying. She's dying. She's lying. (laughs) Okay. Carry on. Yes. And I'm also... Gavin's girlfriend, as you know, probably. Oh, ow, God, my back has been hurting all day. Hey, this podcast isn't about your back. It's about movies. My bad. Let's not be mean to the guest, please. She's yeah, my please. woman. I treat her how I fine. want. I'm sensitive. We're getting a little sexist on the Gavin and Ruby Go to a Movie podcast. Yeah, we don't like that. No, we love that. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, alright. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's keep this going. Let, let's explain the context behind uh, why we're recording this on a Monday evening. I just mm-hmm. got back from my school's production of Hamlet. Um, it was actually really good. Law, I don't know if he listens, but if he does, dude, absolutely phenomenal performance. It was really great. Really something. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm seeing that tomorrow, I think. I'm so Oh, it's hyped. so good. Ramirez? I wish I could go. I wish I could go. But you are going to be in Disney. Right. I am. I am. Mm. I have to wake up at 3 a.m. tomorrow. That is wild. Yeah, that we have to be wild. kind of very concise on this episode because Ella has to go to bed. Because yeah. she has to wake up so early tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. It's all right. <laughs> So no, it's good. If you remember, you might be looking at this title and you'll see that it's just Rear Window and Coraline. You might be asking, what what happened to Suspiria? I was so excited <laughs> for them to talk about my <laughs> right. favorite movie, Suspiria. Well, yeah. guys, no one why, ever. Don't, why don't you mm-hmm. explain why that's omitted? Well, well, okay, it's a combination of things. One, we were all kind of slacked on watching it. Ella and I actually did watch it, but as of today, you, Gavin, still hadn't watched it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in sure, the interest sure. of time, we decided it would be best to cut it and just focus on Rear Window and um, Coraline. 
because it's also it was like two and a half hours long it was just not worth all the hassle and ella and i watched it anyways but someone did not and so you're gonna have your own little monologue about that but i guess ella and i will not be discussing it yeah all right well for the viewers why don't you guys give your ratings for that movie i think i think just because i was distracted by how disturbed i was the Mm -hmm. entire time i think i would give it like a six out of ten closer to a seven than a five wow yeah i would kind of echo that it was so disturbing that i couldn't even really acknowledge anything that was really happening i could admire the cinematography of it but um other than that, I, you couldn't really pay me to watch this movie again, so I would probably give it like a five, closer to a six, but yeah. Wow, geez. Same director as Call Me By Your Name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a crazy little factoid? It is. Man, That's man. pretty wild. But let's let's talk about the first movie on the, on the ballot today. This was your pick. Why don't you yes. introduce it? Okay, so my pick was Rear Window which is directed by Alfred Hitchcock. It's kind of a classic. I was surprised you hadn't seen it before. But it's about Jeff, who's a news photographer. And he has broken his leg, and now he's stuck in his apartment. And so to fill the time, he observes people from the window, the rear window of his apartment, using like a kind of like a photo lens, and then also binoculars, and also just his bare eye. Um, and so he observes a wide variety of people, but the one that ends up being pretty important is Lars Thorward and his wife. And when his wife mysteriously disappears, Jeff is convinced that Lars did it. And he kind of recruits his girlfriend, Lisa, and his like visiting nurse, Stella, yeah. to investigate alongside him and determine if Lars is the one who killed his wife or not. That crazy. is the basic premise. There's a lot. Uh, it gets kind of crazy in the second half of it, but it gets kind of yeah cluttered. IMO. Yeah, hmm. I agree. Yeah, Ruby, why don't you go ahead? Okay, well, I guess I'll just start off right off the bat with my opinion. Um, I actually like this. I wasn't really expecting to like it because it is really slow in the beginning. Like I was struggling to pay attention to this no, and no, not no, no, fall no. asleep. uh, other way around ruby Varallo. hmm i would disagree i think it's slow in the beginning but i think the fact that it is slow in the beginning is important because it gives you a deeper insight into all the characters that you're about that he's observing um and i think it helps to speak also on the message the main message of this movie that i got is kind of the ethical look at like is it okay to like basically spy on other people um and I thought it was interesting how you are kind of playing in, playing into it by watching the movie because you're watching him yeah, watch other people. Because mm-hmm. um, I thought ultimately this was saying it's human nature to want to observe others, but you have to do it cautiously or else you're going to end up caught up in something that was probably more serious than you intended. Yeah, I, I think the point it's a- of all this is, is I think... Sorry, I cut you off. I'm almost done, I promise. Um, I think <laughs> the pacing was a little hard to get behind at first, but I actually ended up enjoying it. 
Wow. Okay. I think it's Very a greater intelligent, Ruby. Yeah. Thank Ruby. you. Amazing. I think it's a greater thing about filmmaking. Really. I think it's, this isn't written by Hitchcock, but it is directed by Hitchcock. It feels like he he's talking about his own films in a way and how he, he views in these interpersonal relationships to get messy and how far you can go into the truth and stuff. And, how far can the truth go? I also think it's about, I don't think it's about the ethics of really just staring at people. I think it's, I think it's really about how we view people because it's not really, unless, unless I'm like stupid and branded and was not paying attention. It's not really actually confirmed if the guy actually killed his wife. Right. Or am I going crazy? He did. He did. Yeah. I thought it was left up in the air. I thought it was like, this guy's just a little angry. No, he confirms that the end. I think it was really implied. Because he, like, like after they kind of, like, said it, then he tried to, like, kill two other people after. So, yeah. like, him being a murderer, like, was established. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. And at the end, the police bust him. Yeah, I think unless I'm misinterpreting that, but I'm pretty sure it's confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Because that's a common critique of this is that there's no real twist. Like they're right Mm -hmm. about everything. He killed his wife. Like I think that's kind of the point. I think it's supposed to be a little up in the air. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I uh, have the exact opposite point of view from you, Ruby. The first half of this movie, I was like, oh my god, my love of film is absolutely restored. Like. Not that I ever hated film, but this podcast, uh, it kind of got me into a habit of only watching a select few amount of movies a week mm-hmm. and not really exploring uh, other films and stuff. I love this podcast. I love doing it every week. It's, it's, it's a great part of my week, but it has limited my perspective on that. But the first half of this mm-hmm. movie, I was like, praise the Lord above. Oh, my God. This is the most phenomenal thing I've ever seen. And then I got so just bored. I don't, like, I don't want to say bored. I, I think overall this movie is good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's great even. I think it's... I'm going to spoil my rating right now. I think it's an 8 out of 10 movie. Just because of that opening half. But the second half of this movie really does not just... It, does, it just doesn't do it for me. Interesting. I don't know. It feels okay, like- before I go on another tangent, Ella, what do you think of this movie? Yeah. Well, I think I I agree with Ruby. Honestly, I thought the beginning was kind of boring. Also, this is coming from like a standpoint of someone who is not a film analyzer from a average viewer point of view. <laughs> um I thought it was a little slow in the beginning, but I thought it kind I thought it picked up and it was better in the mm. second half. No, 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 no. <clears throat> no, 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 no. I see no, what no, you're no. saying. Because I think the suspense just keeps building. And I think there's a big emphasis on suspense in this movie. Um, and this is rather than just straight up surprise, that just the suspense keeps building and building, which I thought is why it continued to pick up in the second half. I thought, and I didn't think the first half was fully boring. I think it was important to the to like develop all the characters but i think it did 
I'm surprised that you find it the other way around that the second half no, is boring. No, but here's the thing. You. The second half of the movie kind of drops all development these characters are having. And the first half of the film, sorry, I, I'm pausing so much. Oh my goodness. Um, in the first half of the film, they develop the character of uh, uh, the James Stewart character. They develop him to be sort of a like a nihilist or, or a pessimist, I guess. He always kind of like uh, Jack in the house of Jack built. He sees the negative of the pictures. That's one of the opening shots, the negative of the mm-hmm. picture. And I think that's a very important character detail that just kind of gets tossed aside in the second half of this movie. And and, and the whole thing with his girlfriend, um, it just kind of gets tossed aside. Like the relationship is never really continued in the second half. It's or like their issues that they're having and, and, the, and the debates about, morality and ethics it's all just kind of thrown into the first half and then forgotten about in the second um which is really sad because that had something interesting going on there like i was invested in these characters and how they were gonna go about the situations and but it it just i don't know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's an interesting take because i think the characters continue to be developed it just shows in a different way than it does in the first half than it does in the second half because one thing about Jeff that I don't think we've mentioned yet is he's he's definitely doesn't have the greatest view of women um he uses kind of demeaning names for the women that he observes like he has one he just calls Miss Torso he has one he calls like Miss Lonely Heart or something like that he just uses he looks down on women a lot he looks down on his own girlfriend like and I think that shows in the the second second half it does though because he doesn't he underestimates what she he doesn't think she's capable of doing anything crucial to the investigation, but she ends up being really important. Like when she, she's breaking into his apartment, he's like, what? Like, what are you doing? Like, Cause he doesn't think that she can do things like that. She, he doesn't think that she's capable of anything really, but she ends up being really important to the investigation because her getting caught by the police is what led to Lars being found by the police. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. I guess. But I don't know. It just doesn't feel very resolved to me. I think this movie would have worked better as a plain drama without all the murder and suspense, honestly. I found it interesting. The most interesting part about this movie to me was not the murder. It was the characters outside of the windows' lives and how interconnected they are. The, the, the pianist who was looking for his great work, and you can always hear his music in the background. Miss Lonely Heart, we're never given her name, of course, but her plot line how how they all interact is what really invested me in the movie in the first half and then it's there in the second half and i really like that but it, i don't know the the whole murder suspense stuff just it doesn't work for me hmm. which, interesting which in a movie which in a film that is considered to be one of the greatest suspense films of all time I was really shocked that I was not on edge at all because they just kind of explain away everything. It's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I was really on edge like at all watching it, except for that one scene where like Lisa was in his apartment. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That was like probably the only time I was like actually on edge watching it. Yeah, I was. I wasn't ever really on edge. I, you know, when I was on edge when he was arguing with his girlfriend, I was like, "That's interesting. Give me more of that." 
and then they just kind of drop it. And then it all it gets so muddled. You know what? No, this is not an eight, eight out of ten movie. I'm sorry. That's blasphemous to say. But mm-hmm. I okay. just it becomes so the mystery becomes so muddled and like they add way too many details to it that I I just it's hard to get me invested into it. And I, I don't know. I just I don't I don't mess with it. Hmm. I would disagree. I think there's not too many I think it's a pretty minimalist mystery and a minimalist movie overall because there's also kind of a theme of like confinement this whole thing is shot from his apartment they're never anywhere but like the camera view isn't anywhere from the apartment um and I think that is really interesting how in one setting he was able to like I don't know how to phrase this like tackle so much and look into all these different people's lives while remaining in one setting well that just I think that's just the production design really and that is it good is, direction. But I think That's it's... fantastic direction from Hitchcock. The performances mm-hmm. in this movie are really excellent. Yeah, no, I agree. And I see what you guys are saying about um, not being fully on edge because it definitely isn't the type of movie that your heart is going to be like pounding. You're going to be like sweating. It's not like super like nerves, but I did definitely see like the suspense building. I agree that I wasn't like fully like on edge the whole time. Um but I think the suspense still works and how it builds up. And I know Hitchcock is known as like the master of suspense. And this is my first Hitchcock and I can kind of see why he's called that from this. Uh, watch better Hitchcock then. Psycho. Mm. Honestly, I think Psycho is probably his best movie. For those I tried to recommend that one and I got declined. Yeah, because I've seen it like 15,000 times. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think uh, Dial M for Murder and North by Northwest are uh, 10 times more interesting than this movie. I don't know. I, di- I did like this movie, though. I really liked the first half of this movie. I can't express that enough. I was like, no, like, you should have seen me. I was out my mind. I was like making goofy facial expressions. I was like, heaven be praised. Wow. This is the most excellent thing I've ever seen. And then the second half came and I kind of I just was like, OK, I'm disappointed. I don't know. It, it just feels. I don't know. I don't know. It feels like two different movies, and they they well, just don't blend well. Well, like, what did you find interesting about the first half that you didn't find interesting about the second half? The character dynamics, as I said before, I just thought the way the characters interacted was more interesting in the in the first half than the second half. Also, that police inspector character who came by like every like ten minutes when they found out like one clue. Like, it was, I don't know, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I, I, I didn't mess with it. Wasn't my thing. Interesting. I just, I just found it a little boring, honestly. But yeah, oh my god, this the, is a I, hot take, because this movie is widely loved. Like, yeah. people love this movie. Yeah, people yeah. love this movie, one of the greatest, on, on one of the greatest, uh, on multiple lists where it's listed as one of the greatest movies of all time. But truthfully, I, 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 I really don't. I don't get it. Maybe it's kind of the same thing with Lay Samurai, I guess, where it it's said to be this like suspenseful, like deep dive, but I don't really, I don't really pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Just sad because I really, I really tried to like the second half of this movie, but it just didn't work for me. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it. I don't think 
there's really any spoilers we, we, we can give, right? Are we all? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, do I don't really think there's much. Ella mm-hmm. did bring up one scene to me when we were talking about it a little bit. She said there was one scene where um, all three of the characters had like glasses of alcohol in their hands and they were all spinning it at once. <laughs> that was funny. When was that? I don't know. They, Ella, you explain. I don't know. I don't even know. It was just something like I noticed they were like there was like four people in the room at the same time. They all had like glasses of like I don't know what it was, scotch or something. They all were like holding them and all four of them were in the shot at the same time, like looking out the window or something. And they were all like spinning like you know how you like circle your glass so the ice like swirls yeah, around. Yeah. They were all doing that. Like at the same time. Yeah, this, I have this... like no memory of that. I'm like, you are much more. I don't know. I don't I know. I don't know how I noticed that. It was just something that stuck out to me. Yeah, this this does have a lot of 1940s and 50s and all that time period of film isms, I, I guess. But yeah, for sure. Uh, let's move on to our ratings. Then I'm gonna go first. I'm sorry. Seven out of ten closer i think it's actually just a seven i think it's just a seven for me i'm sorry i love this country um but yeah just didn't do it for me just didn't do it for me okay i'm like a i'm a i'm a fan i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten okay okay i respect i'm gonna go right in the middle and say Eight out of ten. Wow. Wow. Look at that. That is so perfect. Same score you gave to Tree of Life. Okay. Ooh. We're not going to talk about that. I, I would have given that a better score <clears throat> if I understood what was going on. You don't have to. But I but I do. I felt dumb watching it because you guys, you guys were talking to me about that movie and you were like, this little thing and this little thing and this theme and this... um this shot and i was like okay i have no clue what was going on dude but like the, the 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 scene that was like 30 minutes long of just like national geographic <laughs> yes love I was that like, awesome. i was like what is happening <laughs> it's so awesome wow god and i love the shot a... oh my god when they're on the beach and stuff wow that wow. oh my god what a fantastic Ooh. movie that movie is crazy and wild and yeah. i call it my favorite and i've only seen it once <laughs> And I don't yeah. really want to rewatch it. I just kind of want to leave it at that. Nope, I'm making us rewatch it for New Year's. Wow, what a way to start the year. <laughs> I know, I'm making that's how movie. I started my year this year. I started by watching Tree of Life. And I'm going to setting yourself up. I'm mm-hmm. going to start the next year by watching the extended edition, the three and a half hour version. Oh my God. Three and a half hours? Yep, it's on the criterion. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> okay. I'm so happy. So high. And they like restructure the plot of the movie. Seriously? <laughs> yep, it's the director's uh, cut. Interesting. Okay. Um, I look forward to that. Well, let's let's go on and get to the second film. Enough divulging about the one of the best movies of all time. Let's talk about Coraline. Now, Ella, this was your recommendation. Yep. So yep. it's your recommendation. Why don't you introduce it to the audience? 
Okay, so Coraline is a film by Henry Selick, and it was released in 2009, and it follows this girl named Coraline. She moves into this new house that's set in Oregon, and um, there's, like, two other tenants, and it kind of has, like, some spooky backstory, history, yeah, and so she finds a little door in her new house, and she goes through it, and it reveals this other world with everything that she could ever want, the ideal parents who are, like, the exact opposite of her other parents and give her everything she could ever want, but there's a twist because they basically want to eat her soul, so, Yum. Yeah. That's, 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 yes. What a great introduction. You killed that. Thank you. Thank you. But I'm actually going to pass it over to Ruby. Ruby, what do you think about this movie, huh? Oh, I was not expecting to be passed over to. Let's hear it, buddy. Oh, man. Okay. So let me preface by saying Ella and Gavin, especially Ella, are like Coraline. Nope. I I know more. Nope. Nope. I know more. I know more. <laughs> nope. Just shut up. Shut You're up. Lying to shut yourself. up. Just let, let, lying to let yourself. Ruby talk. Let I, Ruby talk. I know more. I know more. <laughs> You're just talking to your head. Okay. Go on, Ruby. Go on. Speak anyways, your truth. No. Thank you, Ella. Okay. <laughs> anyways, I watched this movie in like fourth grade, maybe, and I thought I was the bravest person alive for watching <laughs> this because I thought this was like the epitome of horror. Like, this is as bad as it got. So I thought I was like better than everyone else for watching this and not feeling scared. Um, And then that was the last time I watched it until about three days ago, or not three, like two days ago. And I rewatched it and I love this movie. I thought this was so good. good. I was thoroughly like invested. There's not a single second in this that I was bored. It visually is like stunning. And the storyline is so interesting. And it was kind of like more anxiety inducing than i remembered it like i was definitely nervous for her like my heart was pounding i was scared and i thought this was just amazing i see why this is your favorite ella because this movie was fire oh it's so good we love to hear that yeah let me let me music my ears (laughs) let me explain my backstory (laughs) with this movie so i i was an avid library goer and you know, one, one, one day I go to the library and I go to the DVD section. I see Coraline and I am terrified. I, just by the case of the D- DVD, I'm like five years old. Terrified. Absolutely. I like slam it back. But then every time I go to the library again, I'd, I'd go there and I'd take it out again, look at it, put it back. And every time I go, I went to the library a lot, so... If it was there, I, I would always be looking at it, always be putting it back. Then one day, maybe when I was seven years old, I decided, I think I'm going to finally watch this movie. Picked it up from the library. Didn't watch it. I was way too scared. <laughs> Returned it and just waited. When I was 10 years old, my mother, <laughs> I don't know, not 10. Actually, probably no 10. Yes, th- that's a little pathetic if I was going to say I was 11. Um, when I was 10, I, I was like, you know what? We got Netflix. Coraline's on Netflix. I'm going to watch it. Watched it. I thought it was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. I was also utterly terrified by it. 
Um, but I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And I got the I got the book, and the book is even better than the movie. Let me tell you, it's it's kind of scarier than a Stephen King book, honestly. Mm, wow. Pretty, yeah, pretty scary stuff. The book, yeah. Have no, not I, read. I love this movie. Um, it's really fantastic. Everything that Ruby said. But yeah, Ella, now it's your turn to share. <laughs> well, okay. So, like Ruby, <laughs> I watched this movie when I was probably six, maybe, I don't know. It was on Netflix, and my family wanted to watch it because they thought that it was, like, cute family movie. And it is, but, you know, it's not for every kid, and it was definitely not for me. <laughs> I watched it, and I think I cried i cried watching it and i want i remember i watched it the same night that teen beach movie <laughs> premiered <laughs> so my family really wanted to finish the movie so i decided i'm not gonna watch this anymore so i ran into my parents room and i got some pudding from the fridge this is a very vivid memory that i have like yeah one of my most vivid memories I sat in my parents' room and I watched Teen Beach Movie and I ate pudding. You know what? I actually watched that Teen Beach Movie premiere. I'm not even yeah, lying. No way. Also fantastic. Love Teen Beach Movie. Love but Teen Beach Movie. That's a topic for another time. But it's actually, Yeah, it's actually really, really fun. I gave that movie a 5 out of 10 and I still agree with that, but it's actually a good time. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not done. So... <laughs> Oh my god. So, um I watched it again. Well, I would tell I would tell everyone like, yeah, I watched Scoreline um and I I didn't really think it was that scary. Like, I don't really know what you guys are talking about. It wasn't that scary. Um but in reality, I didn't even finish the whole thing. Um so I watched it again when I was like 11 on like a road trip and I thought it was like the best thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. And for the rest of the road trip, I just watched like videos on the movie and like found out a ton of like fun little things about it. Cause there's a lot of layers there is. to this movie. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of little details um, that are just really fascinating to learn about and i'm doing my year-long research project in english on this movie actually so that's just a little nod to how much i am really obsessed with this movie yeah sometimes i'll just call ella out of the blue and she'll just be watching Coraline, and this happens frequently yeah really or she'll like she'll be like yeah movie? yeah she'll be like yeah i'll watch Coraline tonight and i've seen Coraline a lot as well but like come on you that's kind of like how life aquatic was to me when i first watched it i thought it was the most amazing thing ever and it still is um anyways different different film for another day uh yeah let's let's get more into detail about we've all explained our our history with this film let's Let's get more into detail about how just fantastic this movie is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I know 
like very little of the like theories or details or layers like I'm that is more your guys' specialty but just like objectively watching this like it was just the plot is just really interesting and really like you just feel so invested in it and I just I don't know I just loved every single part of this like I genuinely can't find a thing to like critique about it I'd say this film was more disturbing than Benny's video well, no, 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 no. Honestly, this movie is Honestly? really scary. It is, even for me now. Like, me and Ella and a couple of friends, we want to go see it, this one in theaters when it when it returned. And I got jump scared mm-hmm. quite a few times, and I was I was generally spooked. The uh, just the design, the character designs of these these uh the puppets and um everything is really phenomenal. The shapes all look fantastic especially the other mother's design who goes from this sweet like circular design to this like like i don't know wretched line 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 you know design it's really it's really ominous and it's really haunting and and the score to this movie wow oh so good dude so good I, like I get lit every time. Like the, the Coraline soundtrack starts playing, I'm getting a little crunk. Oh, actually. it's too good. Mm. Way too, way too good, actually. But yeah, I love this movie. I love the vocal performances a lot, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Dakota Johnson, right? She plays Fanning. Dakota Fanning. Dakota Fanning. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. She plays Coraline. She does just a phenomenal job with it. Like you really get the sense that she's a brat who also has a heart. Kind of like you, Ella. Whoa. Let's speak with kind words here. This is a safe space on this podcast. Is it though? Mm -hmm. Is it though, Ruby? Yes, it is. And so I'm going to move on from that. Um, (laughs) Of course. Ella, I want to hear from you about some of the little... I don't know, things I might have missed in this, little observations or theories, because I know you have much more knowledge on that than I do. Okay. So, I even made a little note in my phone, so I wouldn't... Yes. Okay, girl. Dedicated. Okay. Okay, so I'll start... <laughs> I'll start at the very beginning with the very first scene, which is... The what seems to be the other mother crafting the Coraline doll, which is used to spy on Coraline from the other world into the real world. So the very first shot is the doll, a doll of another girl coming in through the window, and then the other mother takes it apart, makes it into Coraline. So that girl in that doll is known to be YB Lovat's grandmother or grandmother's sister. Yeah, that makes sense. Also taken by the other mother, also known as the Beldam. And so that's just a little tidbit. And it's also why YB's grandma doesn't want him to go anywhere near the Pink Palace because her sister was taken by the Beldam. So she doesn't want 
YV2. So that's why he yes. came. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Love. Makes sense. Yes. Next. <laughs> um. So the other mother has three ghost children in one of my this my favorite scene probably is the scene with the ghost children um Mm -hmm. when Coraline gets thrown into the mirror um so there's the tall ghost girl and there's a ghost boy and the other ghost girl the third ghost girl is known to be um YV's grandmother's sister and so they don't have specific names they aren't said, but there is in Miss Spink and Miss Forcible's area of the Pink Palace, there's three little dishes of taffy, and one says they each have a year. So one says 1921, one says 1936, one says 1960. So it's... Sp- sp- what people believe is that each one of those ties into one of the ghost children because they each have like the way they speak and the way they are dressed like kind of ties into when they were like when they were from and how old the other mother like really is and how long she's been like kidnapping these kids so like the tall ghost girl is from 1921 she's pioneer outfit on she has just the way that she talks ghost boy is 1936 and the other ghost girl is 1960 and then later in that scene Coraline is handed a fourth dish of taffy which she drops and breaks which is supposed to be kind of a little hint that like the curse is gonna like be broken um so that's just another thing and uh, that is wild because when i was watching the taffy like scene i was thinking there i'm definitely missing something like there's no way they would use this taffy over and over again if there wasn't some meaning yeah. to it and that is kind of genius yeah the ghost the ghost children so the other mother one of the if you haven't seen Coraline, one of the big things is that everyone in the other world has button eyes or almost everyone the people that the other mother control so um the other mother has three illusions really which are the other father um other miss spank and other miss forcible and she uses those ghost children's souls to power those three illusions and, and mr bobinski and mr bobinski which- a couple of my Which friends is, call my dad Mr. Bobinski for some reason. <laughs> True story. Hmm. Yeah, but um, speaking of Mr. Bobinski, my third little fact. So in the movie, he is like this weird, quirky little guy. Love him. He has a blue tint to his skin and shout out to rowan anderson who i had a nice little conversation about this yes um so mr robinski's Mm -hmm. skin is supposed to be from this thing called 
the I have no clue how to pronounce it. It's like Chernobyl disaster. Chernobyl? What Chernobyl? Chernobyl. Huh? Yeah, that's I funny. <laughs> what? I don't. I don't know how to pronounce it. I, I'm sorry. Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Chernobyl yeah, disaster. And he wears a little medal on his chest, which is supposed to. It's like known to be given to liquidators during that time and the radiation from that's actually funny i did that's actually true Wait, the <laughs> radiation from everything is yeah. what turned his skin blue. that's funny i actually didn't pick up on that really <gasps> no way mm. hey. yeah so oh and back to the ghost children the ghost boy is voiced by george selick who is Henry Selick, the director's son? Wow. No. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what I got. There's definitely more, but I won't. Yeah. Everything. No, I'm feeling so enlightened right now. Like I didn't know, I didn't know any of that. So now, yeah. I don't know. It's a whole new perspective. Mm. Yeah, a whole new perspective on Coraline. It is really, yeah, there's a lot of lore. You got to read the book. I swear to God, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm reading the book for my independent reading for my Dude, project. There's a scene with the other father that is described. No spoilers, no spoilers. I know, I've, I've told you about this before. There's a scene with the other father that is described so vividly. It is the most horrifying thing I've ever read. Oh. Ugh, it's I'm so not. scary. Oh. Great book, that though. That sounds like a great time. Yeah, yes, I've, yes, I have is. never read it. Maybe I'll have to after you, Ella. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, the Bell Dam has been at this house for a long time, and she was the original owner of the Pink Palace. And if you look, the garden in the back is kind of shaped like her face. Did you notice that, Ruby? Nope. <laughs> Did not. Yeah, if you go back and look at that garden, it's kind of shaped in her face. Just how mm. the garden in the other world is shaped like Coraline's face. And it's kind ah, of left up in mm-hmm. the air in the end. Whether mm. or not I'm we're not gonna do a spoiler section, whether or not Coraline has escaped the other world. What do you guys think about that? I honestly I'm not completely sure. I uh, my opinion on that, yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out. It's um, been years, Ella. Okay, well, I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. Mm-hmm. Good things take time. I, I think I just really... need to watch yeah. it a couple more times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there's definitely things that imply that she didn't ever leave. But um, yeah. Yeah, um, no, I don't have an answer either. And I don't think, maybe I just won't have an answer. I kind of like the ambiguity of that. <laughs> <laughs> have to sound that one out but um i think it's kind of fun yeah not it is even, fun not have a straight up um answer if she did i do think she's escape. still in the world though really yeah. yeah i could see it both ways honestly but i think yeah i would probably lean more towards that she's still in it yeah um one thing what was i gonna say the one part about this movie that i don't like it's near perfect for me i just i just don't like the whole thing with the hand basically when Coraline escapes, by the way, the third act of this movie, besides the hand part, is really phenomenal. Where she's going around with, solving the riddles with the yeah. eyes of the ghost children. Super suspenseful. The shots are great. The horror is great. 
Everything is fantastic. The, the vibe is eerie. Everything's on top of its game. And then the movie just kind of just it pitters off into this weird plot where when she escapes, she cuts off the other mother's hand and, the, and it follow, follows her into the real world. And I don't know. And then they kill it very easily. I don't know. It just it feels really unnecessary and it kind of distracts, kind of ruins the pace. I think I would agree. Yeah, that's my only detractor from this movie. I think everything else is near perfection, mm-hmm. truly. Yeah, no, I agree. The hand wasn't totally, it wasn't the worst. It just wasn't, they probably could have done something more. They could have just cut uh, it. Substantial and it. Or just cut it, yeah. Well, yeah. But overall, fantastic movie. It's Highly phenomenal. recommend. I know we just spoiled it, but if you haven't seen Coraline yet, you got to go watch it. It is really fantastic. And the, it's a really sweet movie with a nice message. Um, it, it's it's cute. Uh, wow. But if you're a parent listening to this for some reason, maybe don't show your toddler this. Yeah. Yeah. Might scar them a little bit. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. This is a great movie. I can see why it's your favorite, Ella. It used to be one of my favorites ever, but I've just kind of, I don't know, that hand part really does throw me off. Hmm. I don't think it's I don't think it's enough to throw you off from being the whole movie. Yeah, I agree with Ella. I don't think it's significant enough to dissuade my opinion of the movie as a whole. Yeah. I I also think I've seen this movie too many times. I know and I know that's sounds crazy compared to Ella, but I've I've seen this movie way too many times. I've kind of like I've probably (laughs) seen this movie about 30 times. I own it on Apple Music or Apple TV, on DVD, on another DVD, and on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are the number one fan. Yeah. That I is used like to actually crazy. I used yeah. to own it on DVD and then I gave it to Ella. So yeah. she's being a little yeah. deceitful. Pass it on. That mm-hmm. is not deceitful. She owns it now. I just watched it for free on Roku. <laughs> that is my that is my core line collection. <laughs> Yeah, this is a good. This is a great movie, though. I don't really have anything else to say about it, actually. Yeah, I don't either. Do you, Ella? I don't think so. Wow, quick little concise episode there. Yeah, uh, go on. Nine out of ten for me. Closer to a ten. Ten for me. This is a ten. Duh. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's about it for this episode. But before we go, I do want to. Ask if there's any groovy news that we want to talk about. Oh God, I did not prepare for this. You didn't need to prepare <laughs> for it. Kind of a free form segment. I have no segment. groovy news. Yeah, no groovy, groovy news. news. Is a bit fluid. Um, I don't think so. I no, I don't have anything. I've got some groovy news. Ooh. Oh man. Okay. So there's a horror franchise called Hellraiser. It's really, really silly. Um. But the new movie came out, and I started it, and it's actually really fantastic. Like, the first Hellraiser is good, and then the rest of them, there's like seven others. They all kind of suck. But this new Hellraiser movie, I'm liking it quite a bit. Um, nice. It's a hmm. nice little horror experience. I don't think either of you would really enjoy it. But it's some, right. yes. some entertaining horror, and, I, and I'm liking it so far. I got to finish it. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. Um, oh, yeah, 
I've heard some reviews of the movie Smile recently. Um, <laughs> that seems to be taking the horror world by storm, but oh, I have not God. seen it yet. It has? I kind of really? want to, though. Yeah, I've just seen so much stuff about it. The, the like, only thing I've like seen been a lot. Mm-hmm. is uh, people on TikTok going, they go, I've seen this a lot, too. Um, they go, on our way to see Smile, and then it cuts, and then they say, don't see this movie. Um, Everyone seems so traumatized by it. I'm kind of intrigued. I know. I really don't think it's really that. <laughs> like, I don't think it's going to be the most. I'll watch it eventually, maybe, because it seems a little interesting. But I don't know. It, it seems a little too, I don't know, goofy for me. I like some goofy horror. I like some late. No, I like the, what is it called? Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream. <laughs> well, I have man, not seen you it. You have no idea. Um, yes. A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. It's the funniest movie you'll ever watch. It's hilarious. It's actually pretty good. It's some good camp. I love some good campy horror movies, but this just feels like another truth or dare <laughs> Blumhouse joint that I, I, I just... Yes, and I just said Blumhouse joint. That, that's, that's from... Uh, uh, that's a reference to me and Trip. Sorry, you guys don't get that. That was really cringe. But wow, yeah. It's just another Blumhouse movie that's just kind of, ugh, you know? Hmm. Yeah, totally. I know just what you're talking about. Yeah, you don't. But uh, Following every word. Man, mm-hmm. I can't wait for uh, Don't Worry Darling to be on streaming. I'm really I'm excited, so excited to watch that movie. I'm going to try to see it this weekend. I'm really I watched it. it. I watched it. Yes. What did, you, as, what did you think? As well, okay. Well, as a someone who is very much a big fan of Harry Styles, um, mm-hmm. I feel like I may be a little biased. But if I'm not being biased, honestly, I thought it was pretty good. Performances aside, because some of the performances were not incredible. Um, Harry Styles. Okay. Shh. I thought I thought that it was really like interesting. I really enjoyed the plot of it, and I thought it was very suspenseful. Mm. And I mm. thought it was done well. The shots were good. There's a lot of little details, which obviously I like. Yeah. Um, so I I honestly I thought it was pretty good personally. Wow. So I've heard stupid. good things about it. I've heard terrible uh, things no. about it. I've heard nothing but bad things. Well, I've heard bad things from people <laughs> who are snobs. I think people need to open their minds <laughs> a little bit because mm. I've seen a lot of really harsh criticism and I've seen people who really loved it. I've talked to people who really loved it. Like, so I, I think maybe it's just a difference of individual taste because some people love it right, and some right, people right. really hate it. Yeah. Well, coming up this week at the Terrace, right now until Thursday, they're playing. Sorry, I, I just like to promote the Terrace because I love them. Uh, until yes. this Thursday, they're playing Beetlejuice, which I'll probably go see on Thursday. I love that no movie. No way, yes. Uh, Black Adam. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember the promo for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The death of a famous monarch. Well, I'm not going to explain that. Thank you, Trip Carrington, yeah, but- for sending <laughs> that to me. <laughs> that was the most funny thing I've ever seen. And apparently, 
uh, well, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, one of my favorite horror movies, is coming this Friday. But also, apparently, Donnie Darko is coming with Jake Gyllenhaal, which I love that movie. Uh, and I'm probably going to see it. And apparently, Poltergeist, I don't know. I love the terrorists, but it's also very, very odd. That, and they're um, coming soon, Paige. They have a bunch of movies that are coming soon, but then a lot of them just don't show up. I don't know. It's weird. Like they promoted Rushmore and then Rushmore never really showed up. And I was getting all hype for it. Yeah. I love that movie. That's sad. Yeah. I would right? to see that on the, on the big screen. On the big screen. Right. Dude. You know what I'm really sad about that Top Gun closed. Never saw it. Dude. Top Gun. Whenever you get the chance to watch it, you got to watch it. Top Gun. If it is comes really to fantastic. streaming. I'll watch it. Yeah. I think it is already. Oh, okay. Yeah, then so I will go go it. check it out. But um, yeah. Anything else we want to add? Nope. Yeah, I'm good. You're good. Well, I just want to promote one movie. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I want to promote it just because I think it sounds so interesting. It's called mm. The Square. It's directed by um, Ruben Ostland. Uh, it's a satire, and I'm gonna watch it soon, and I'm very excited to watch it because it seems interesting. Uh, he directed the Palm, the recent 2022 Palm d'Or winner, uh, Triangle of Sadness, which should be coming to the terrace soon, and I'm very excited about that. But yeah, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you, and thank you, Ella, yes, for coming thank you, on Ella. here. You absolutely killed it. Thank you. You did, you did eat it up, honestly. On God, I would say. I agree. Yeah. We love having you on here. We, you are our bay, actually. Yes, of honored. course. I'm honored. Ex- yeah, except for Trip Carrington. He came before you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely. You're not really welcome here. Uh, nope, no. Nope, not at all. You start off so strong. Not at all. Let's we just hate leave it you. at you. We are hate you. Day, we hate you. We love you Anyways. so much. We love uh, you endlessly. <laughs> Share this podcast and wherever you want. Uh, it's on Apple Podcasts as well. A couple of people were coming to me and then they were asking. I, I listened to it the, or they were saying, I listened to the podcast, but I don't have Spotify. And I was like, well, go on Apple Podcasts. And they're like, okay, I will. And then I hope they did. But yeah, this is on two platforms. Sorry, this is on two platforms. Go share it. And uh Oh, we got to do recommendations. That's right. Uh, yes. Ella's not going to be really on next quick. episode. She'll be in Disney. True. But Ruby, you have, or yeah, you have the new pick this week. Yeah, I do. We, we normally do old to new, but Ruby, why don't you go ahead and say the new pick first? Okay, my new pick, I found this in one minute because I realized right before filming that I had not found one yet. Yes. So this is, it's called The Long Walk. It's an ad- adaptive adapted from the Stephen King book. Um, it's directed by Maddie Doe, and I hmm. think it's intriguing. Is it a horror movie? Yeah, it is. It's like horror. It is on Shudder. Kind of. Okay, I've means. never heard of this movie before. Okay, good. That's exactly wow. what I want. And it's... Are you sure this is a Stephen King thing? This does not look very Stephen King. I think it is. I think I looked it up and it was. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I, I think might you're be wrong. wrong. There is no oh. Stephen King. Well, I'm uh, getting credit on up. here, but either way, yeah. It is oh, I'm very more. interested in the watches. We're actually getting two foreign movies this week. My pick is a documentary. 
called mm. Koyan Iskatsi. Koyan Iskasti. Katsi. It's directed by Godfrey Reggio or Reggio. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am I've been meaning to watch this for a while. It's it's about the horrors of society. <laughs> oh. Um I'm really hyped to watch this one though. So Two very obscure movies for next episode, which is great. Love to hear it. Um, thank you again, Ella, for coming on this podcast. Yes, great. thank you Sorry so much. Sorry for yes. taking time out your day. It's <coughs> quite all right. Quite all right. Right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, Ella, do you have anything you want to sign off with? Um, nope. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>